hey 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 welcome guys i am so excited because this is the first ever official episode of the baba podcast <laughs> all right cool so if you're a first time listener um i'd really encourage you to go listen to the previous episode which is the first episode zero um that i launched about two weeks ago which explains what the podcast is about what you're going to be covering um so welcome guys and power stands for become a better you so today we start these stories so i remember i said i'll be sharing you know all my life's challenges um the mistakes that i've made and we go back to the beginning that's why i'm calling it the end of the beginning because this is something that has completely and utterly shaped who i am and i would love to dedicate this first ever episode of the bubble podcast to all the beautiful innocent children and adults that are born or raised and still are um trying to survive um or grow up in abusive environments or homes so as i begin to share this story i'd like you to have this three c's in your mind throughout the story okay and i'll tell you why so the three c's are courage compassion and connection Okay, this is some heavy shit today. Um so I've grown up in an abusive home, but today's not the day for that story because I'm not the only one um affected by this. It affects a couple of people in my life who I love very much. So when the time is right, I'll invite them for that story because it's not only mine to tell, right? But Um this is about me and a very trying time in my life you know just after high school and fast forward to you know 17 year old Stella Marys just after high school really excited about life and I've grown up in a very very strict home um but don't get me wrong um it it was you know like my parents have got everything that they could have done um to give us the best life okay so strictly used to be you know um home school get picked up from school um go home and we weren't really allowed to go out, but i was a bit of a rebellious person so i'd um sneak out here and there you know go be with my friends just normal teenage things right so i had never um or rather I'd never had a chance to have a boyfriend not until I cleared uh, my high school and made sure that I had passed with good grades <laughs> so yeah so this is yeah after high school and I met my fast boyfriend guess where in church right so so you I don't know if you 
if many of you would relate to this but if you, if you grow up in a, an abusive environment there's of course effects um that this will have um on you and so for me i didn't realize at that early point in life that there could be anything else other than what um i grew up around and we don't really talk about these things um especially within african societies right it's it's almost like a taboo um to bring it up and yeah i, I don't think so many people are comfortable um talking about it yet so here we are um in church i've signed up for a youth group and this used to happen every sunday um after the service the you know the youth um group would stay behind and then meet and if you've ever been part of a youth group in church um you know like after the serious you know discussions with the youth council and the leaders would stay behind a little bit for some food and dance and so this is where um this guy and I kind of connected you know and to through dance and I'd see um you know how popular he'd be and I really wanted so badly to get out of that protective cocoon that my parents had put over me um whereby you know if you're caught outside it's almost like a crime you know so I remembered wait um after my mom and dad have gone to work and this is no school holidays and then after that you know I'll just go meet up with my friends um stay in their house and then come back immediately um before <laughs> they get back to work and you know they find me home of course a couple of times i got late and trust me the punishment is never to be forgotten anyway so this is you know right after high school i mean i'm done i've finished my exams you know and yeah i'm a woman i'm going to campus man i need a boyfriend <laughs> right so what better place than to you know meet a person in church and i remember through the first couple of months um, when we were trying to date um having grown up in a strict catholic home i was for sex after marriage but in 2009 which was my first ever um ah <sighs> valentines with a boyfriend i remember being so proud of myself and i even tried to lie to my parents so i could get some money um just to go out but well it didn't work they read through me and yeah i was going to stay at home i didn't go anywhere so this guy um used to come a lot um around the house in the daytime um right after you know my folks have gone to work and we just sit around at cook i love to cook and <laughs> cook for him and then try and bribe my um <laughs> younger brother with like 20 shillings or something just to keep them quiet my sister was the least bit that never no one had an interest to ever know this um guy but you know here was you know i have someone popular who's interested in me so what the hell let's do this what could go wrong and i remember him training me and coaching me on how to sneak um outside of the house so i could get to his place um on the valentines night so before that i'm thinking oh this has to be something special you know 
Um, he's invited me over at night, you know, first night sneaking out. I'm so excited, adrenaline rush. I'm going to see my boyfriend. And so night comes, um, I sneak out. This is around 1 or 2 a.m. I can't quite remember. Um, February, Valentine's of 2009. And when I get to his place, there's literally nothing. No food, no drink. At the time, I was expecting something like champagne. <laughs> or, you know, just a drink and there was nothing. I'm like, are you serious? What are we going to do? Anyway, so we get comfortable and I'm thinking we're just going to, you know, maybe have some cuddles, talk through the night. Oh my God. And because this guy knew my stunt um, with sex, I, I didn't, it didn't ever dawn on me that he would ever do anything um, to hurt me or, you know, jeopardize that. So we get to sleep in and things get a little bit steamy and it reaches a point I said no you know we can't go beyond like I don't want to have sex and he tries you know the entire talk oh no it's 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 okay I wouldn't hurt you and you know trying to make me relax and everything and I'm still no so before I know it this guy just grabs a pillow over my mouth and goes right ahead and yeah <sighs> finishes okay um sorry guys i had to take a break there um so that was my first you know encounter and i felt so defiled so wrong so unworthy I couldn't even, you know, bring myself to report or tell anybody because I felt that I had um, brought myself into that situation because, I mean, who are you kidding? This is 1 a.m., 2 a.m., you're sneaking um, to go to another person's house. And I felt so betrayed because this was someone who understood that I wasn't for sex before marriage and yet he went ahead and did that and this was the most um, mind-twisting thing it was that the next day this guy just shows up to the house um, in the afternoon um, he's disappeared the whole day um, hasn't said anything so I start panicking and I thought okay then this is it this is what he was looking for so i mean nothing to him i mean he's gotten what he wanted right and he comes back with his friends you know like a gang of them and he hugs me so tightly and he lifts me up and he's telling them you know telling his friends like this is my girlfriend and in my heart something just went okay he's in it for the long haul right um because in my mind <laughs> That was how life was supposed to be. I mean, you're finishing high school, you go to campus, you meet, you know, the person you to meet and you end up together. It was a very naive um, look at life. But, oh well, it was what it was for me at 17 at the time. So I remember going off to campus and I had to stay away um, from home and I was so excited because finally 
I could, you know, be um, with this guy. I remember he'd go out. I wasn't allowed to go out and I'd feel so bad. I'm just stuck there thinking, um, you know, he's out there with his friends and I can't be with him. He'd come back the next day, tell me how much fun they had. My friends would come and tell me, like, oh, we were with, you know, your boyfriend last night and hey, he looked like he was having fun. I was like, okay, I never really thought anything to it. But it got to a point and said, no, I have to be part of all this fun, you know. So I started sneaking out of home. I'd wait up until, you know, my parents have gone to bed and then sneak out of the house. And my friends would wait for me and we'd go out together and then I'll be back um, before, you know, the night, um, before morning, um, before my mom wakes up or sometimes... Um, I remember <laughs> this was way um, later um, I'd just go back and crash my friend's place and then come home the next day oh, anyway so out of home um, for the first time ever like freedom freedom <laughs> and I get my first um, pocket money and I just go and I book a bus ticket because this is after high school. So we've cleared high school together, but he didn't do well enough to get into a high school or college. Um, but you know, love is blind. Um, I didn't care. He was trying to make something of his of himself and his mom had gotten him a job in Mombasa. So by the time I was getting to go and join campus, this is about five, six months um, we've not seen each other. So I'm excited. Um, and instead of doing my shopping, this silly girl decides to just go and buy a ticket and go to Mombasa and see him. So I buy a ticket, I go all the way to coast and yeah, I'm expecting us, you know, have a good time and, you know, just enjoy each other's company because we've not seen each other for a long time. And when I get here, the first night was good. Second night, I remember he came home late and I didn't quite, you know, understand um, why he'd be home that late. And I was just in the house by myself. So he just came home, passed out and sneaky, sneaky me decided, what has this guy been up to? He left his phone right there with me. So I pick it up and I, lo and behold, start going through the messages and I see he has been chatting up some other girls. Oh my God. God, my heart just shattered, you know. And for those who don't know, I'm a Scorpio, and Scorpios, we are big and huge and loyalty. And <laughs> my friends will tell you, um, well, they don't have to tell you anything. <laughs> I am such a sucker for being a loyalist right so if it's this guy it's this guy and i'm done so that was from a very you know young age even with my friends if i consider you my friend i am loyal to a fault so i didn't understand how we could be in a relationship with this guy and he goes ahead and shits on me what the hell and anyway so i confront him um in the morning right before he heads to work and it gets a little bit heated um i'm upset i threw around words and it first happens he slaps me yo 
you know that moment you know when i started the story or this episode i said i've grown up in an abusive environment and so i really know anything else other than that and so when he hit me for the first time i i was in shock i didn't believe it i so that was it he just yeah he slapped me and he left and i remember sitting there feeling horrible recounting okay what could i have done um to drive him to do this and then he comes back at lunchtime he's begging for my forgiveness he's remorseful i'm crying and he's like oh my god i love you and i'm like i love you too and like please don't ever do that and i'll never do this to you again i'm like okay it will never it's never going to happen again but even if it does i mean i've seen all of this growing up even in my adult years so it's whatever these things happen and i move on So moving on in this case means um I just yeah forgave him and I went back and I never thought anything of it. So we continue seeing each other and in my I remember second year um yeah just started second year of campus and we go on a strike so I have to pack up and go home. So I remember in that month I was just home and then I started getting sick. I'm throwing up. I don't know what's happening to me. And I remember I was house help. Um at that time goes like Stella, you're pregnant. I said, "No, I can't be." Like, "Really?" So I decide I'm this time I'm praying, like, "God, why can't we just go back to uni because you know, at least I have my own place. I don't have to be in my parents face they won't find out i don't know what to do i'm panicking i'm trying to call this guy he's not answering he's not picking you know my calls he's not texting me back so i just so one week um later we stayed a month at home i remember the time um we won't strike you know and when we were called back to go to school first thing is i went to pharmacy took a pregnancy test and it came back positive so i just walked um back to my campus room and i cried whole afternoon you know just in my bed i i didn't know what to do and my roommate at the time she came in she found me and she asked me what's wrong and i told her that i was pregnant and man You know, it's like, so what are we going to do? Have you told your boyfriend? Like, I've been trying to reach him. I haven't said anything. So I call him, and finally he picks up, and I tell him, "Hey, um, so this is what's happening. I'm pregnant." And he's like, "Okay, uh, where are you?" I told him I just came back to, you know, campus today. And he's like, "So how fast can you get here?" I book a bus ticket, and I go and meet him. So I remember. um getting to the coast it was a friday and he came to pick me up at the bus station and he had a um kanzu on so i'm surprised they asked him are you muslim he says no 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 i'm just you know wearing it for the fashion i'm like okay that's a little bit weird but i don't know my business so we go back to his place and i'm thinking we're going to talk things over and try and you know maybe go see my parents have a solution because at the time i 
I literally had got no idea what I was going to do. All I knew was that my yeah, I was I was a dead woman walking. That was it. You know, nothing else was ringing in my in my ear, but this is almost a year of of seeing this guy. Um just, you know, I've just turned 18. And I'm like, "Hey, I mean, it's okay. We can have the baby." Um, I'll just need to take a few, uh, a year or a year and a half off of school. Um, take care of the baby, and you know things will be okay. Things, you know, he's working. I really didn't think anything to it. My goodness. So we get there, and you know, first day we go out. Um, I really can't drink. He tries to force me to drink, and I'm like, this is weird. I'm pregnant with your baby. Like, anyway. I don't think much of it and then we go back um to the house and the next day he wakes up he goes to work um so I'm thinking okay so it's really fast week um we're back to school there's really nothing much happening guys are still registering so I'm not l- really losing on anything right and at the time I've just spent a month home so I don't really so I used to go see my mom um every 3 to 4 times a week um at her place of work um in the CBD so I really didn't have to for that week because I just spent a month at home so there was really nothing suspicious just just a school trying to settle and then he comes back um that evening and I tell him okay we're we going to talk about this is like I'm really tired can we talk about this tomorrow and then he goes like oh by the way I'll need to borrow your phone for tomorrow. So I ask him why. Like, oh, my phone fell um into the sea. Sorry, into the ocean. And yeah, I don't have a phone with me and I'll need to, you know, go call up some um KRA guys. Um this um goods are trying to clear up with custom and I just really need to be like, "Okay, so what will you do with your SIM card?" is like I'll go get it renewed and I'm like okay I'm really not thinking anything to it at this time so I get out my SIM card and I hand him my phone right yo that was the last I had of my phone guys so this is day 3 we back and then he comes back he comes back without my phone but he has a new phone and I'm like so what happened to my phone and then he says oh um I remember the time it was a flip phone so he says um he kind of broke um the flip um when he was answering and so he just left it um to be fixed and he forgot to pick it on his way back. Okay, no big deal. Think of nothing. So I'm going to have my phone. So this is 3 days I've been here in Mombasa. We still haven't discussed my situation so and I don't want to pressure him. So I just kept quiet and yeah, I'm just waiting for my phone and I'm thinking we'll go back before this is like a Wednesday or Thursday I'm thinking before I go back on a Sunday um we would have spoken about it and find a solution correct <laughs> So fast forward I never saw my phone and I ended up staying in Mombasa for about 6 months and it got really bad you know so here yeah my isolated i can't tell my parents anything um by this time my mom has just gotten wind um of what's happening um because the lady at the hostel used to be good friends with my mom and i think um you know my roommate just 
told them what was happening and so i think she just decided to give me time see if i would come clean with her but here i am in mombasa with this guy with no phone and at the time i i just remember track back to everything and i remember all of my friends and you know my family and everyone just being against you know this relationship and i never used to understand why so people tell me things like stella this is not the guy for you can't you see you can do better and for me it was what is better you know i mean this is the only person that has shown me so much love and and at the time it felt like he was the only person who could ever love me and so no matter what anybody said i just didn't feel like i could get the same with any other person that no one else would ever love me the way he did in as much as you know we'd had our altercations um he'd beaten me i was like but everybody gets beaten so <laughs> go figure and so i end up staying in mombasa for another six months right and at this time i'm thinking okay i'm really gonna have this baby and i made i remember i made peace with god and i said this is my punishment then okay i accept it i'm going to have this baby i'm going to hustle maybe start selling some vegetables on the roadside or making some but gee i remember i used to go help the um lady um that we used to rent the house um from so she'd had an older daughter who used to come and make bajia vizi karai um chips that she would then go sell at 4 p.m. when the kids are out of school and i said okay then this is my new life I accept the punishment this is what it's going to do um just you know sell some vegetables on the side and take it up from there and so i made peace with that fact and i made peace with the fact that i was never ever going to see my parents or my friends again um or go back to uni and then when in in my last month there um he came from work and he just said he had to go away and for that night and he was going to be back the next morning so that night gave me a thousand shillings and i was so surprised because in the months that i'd been there he'd only leave me about 20 shillings 10 shillings sometimes nothing until he gets back um from work and i was like you know is i didn't really i really didn't know how much money he was making um so i just took <laughs> what was there and and at this time i'm about 6 months pregnant right and that night when he gave me the 1000 shillings i thought okay so this is it he's really trying to make it work and i remember i was craving for some fish and some mangoes with some chili so i went and i bought some fish some mangoes with some chili and i didn't i, I didn't sleep the entire night because i was waiting for him to come back so that you know we could finally uh, make a plan for me to go to the clinic um because i hadn't and anyway so the guy disappears for an entire month never ever comes back and at this time this is the first week i'm thinking god maybe something happened to him did he was he did he fall aboard you know in the ocean and died second week 
um, a guy from his workplace just came around and he's like, I'm looking for so-and-so. And I said, he was here last week and he said he had to work nights. I was actually worried about him. But if you can't find him, then I'm worried. So I have no way of contacting him. Remember, I don't have my phone. And so the lady um, that we're renting from suggests, like, why don't you go to his workplace and, you know, if you can try and call home and find out where he is. And I'm like, I don't want to call home because I am dead meat walking. Like, this is the only guy I'm depending on. So calling home, calling my mom was never an option. So I get to the office and I decide to log on to Facebook and try and reach out to some of his friends, see if they know anything, you know. So I get onto Facebook and I see his Facebook status and this guy is literally in Nairobi having the time of his life with a young lady that he used to crush on that had since traveled um, to the States and was back um in the country for a summer holiday okay so i accept my god i don't know what was wrong with me at the time i accept so here i am six months pregnant um 18 really nothing much to do and i said cool this is what men do so i'll just go home like a good um wife or whatever i was trying to do at the time and and wait for him and i'd sit up entire nights just waiting you know for him to get back because i knew this lady had to go back um home at some point and he'd come back to me so whatever and finally at the end of that month um he does come and i remember just you know opening the door this is at 5 6 a.m and i saw him i was so excited i remember just feeling joy that he wasn't dead he's here like okay we can go back and try this is life we're trying life (laughs) and he just came in and he slept i remember that night so he left his phone there with me again i took it and I decided I'm going to find out where you have been, right? All right, guys. So you want to find out what happens? Keep it tuned here on the Babu podcast. And I want to remind you this. If you are experiencing gender-based violence or you do know somebody going through gender-based violence, I'd encourage you to call the local hotline that's 1195 1195 okay so i will see you as we end part two of the end of the beginning next week